But going within will turn illness in your physical life into health. Going within, and I'm going to give you some tools in a moment, going within will turn lack in your physical life to abundance. Going within will turn confusion into clarity. Going in will turn loneliness into friendships. Going within is going to that inner light. Jumbo, fellow adventurer, I'm Mike Dooley, a writer, speaker, teacher on the nature of reality, specifically helping people understand how to live deliberately and to create consciously. Welcome to my Spiritual Tune-Ups podcast, where in this edition, you're about to hear a mini manifesting workshop. The title says it all. Every single Tuesday morning, I broadcast a live mini manifesting workshop, and I've been doing it for years and years for my thousands and thousands of Infinite Possibility members. With the catalog we have and the archive running very deep, we've decided to start sharing these globally to podcast listeners. If this mini manifesting workshop references a PDF download to accompany the workshop with an interactive exercise, you can find your copy at club.tut.com slash PDF. Club.tut.com slash PDF. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this mini manifesting workshop, one of the features of our Spiritual Tune-Ups podcast. Tally-ho, amigo, your thoughts become things, and you are utterly adored. Going within is the theme of the month. And uh, I know that it, it elicits all kind of like, you know, what is that? And close your eyes and no thinking, no thoughts. And it's like, oh, it's a big mystery. But I'm excited to share some of my going within results, some of my treasures with you. But first, how did it go last week? Last week, we were talking about being authentic. And last week, you had a little bit of homework, right? Did you find evidence in your life where you had already been authentic, perhaps a fork in the road, and you chose the path that was there for you based on your leanings, inclinations, and preferences? Were you able to look for opportunities this past week to truly be authentic? Again, probably a decision came along and you decided to go one way or another. And then the other bit of the assignment was, were you able <clears throat> to put yourself in a place of power by feeling gratitude for life exactly as it already is, including those things that are you know, poking you or are uncomfortable? If you're in that place of power through authenticity, everything else becomes a lot easier, including going within. Okay, going within, what does it evoke to you? Now, I can tell you, in the old days, for me, going within was closing my eyes, seeing darkness, trying to stop thinking thoughts, and it would end in frustration deep frustration. And I didn't even really know where I was going or why I was going there. And yet all these people say it's changed their lives. And, you know, going within for me, these meditation has been challenging. First, let me talk about going within. It is the storehouse of all good things. It is your root self. It is going to God. Now, if you know me, you know I don't like to use that word. It's loaded. It has lots of meanings, except when I want to get your 
and attention. Going within is, is kind of surrendering, not to a darkness, but to an inner light. Granted, you close your eyes and it's dark, but there's so much more going on. In fact, if you will, right now, look around the room you're in. Vibrant colors, there's a lamp, there's a fur baby on the floor, lots of light, lots of reality, right? This is just a reflection of what's inside of you. We are projecting the physical world around us. So change the, the, the hookup in your mind. Going within is not darkness. Going within is not the unknown. Going within is going home. Going within will give you traction in every area of your life. Going within is the source of thoughts become things. We'll talk about visualizing next week. But going within will turn illness in your physical life into health. Going within, and I'm going to give you some tools in a moment. Going within will turn lack in your physical life to abundance. Going within will turn confusion into clarity. Going in will turn loneliness into friendships. Going within is going to that inner light. And one of my all-time favorite notes from the universe that speaks exactly to going within first references the physical universe. And it says something to the effect of, and I may have shared it with you already, I share it on virtually every stage, it's so powerful. As you contemplate the vastness of the physical universe, consider its enormity, okay? The speed of light, what is it? 172,000 miles per second, per second. And then consider it takes billions of years worth of seconds for light at that speed to get to the other side. As you contemplate the vastness of the physical universe, don't forget to consider that it goes much farther inward than outward. And when you go inward, through a variety of techniques. Meditation is just one. Meditation is a broad brush description. There your treasure awaits. So now let me veer towards meditation specifically. I told you about the guilty feelings. You got to know what I'm talking about. You should be visual. You should be meditating, but you're not meditating. Um, you should be meditating and stilling your mind, but it races around and goes crazy. The first thing I want to do with meditation is to shatter those preconceived ideas of what meditation is. There are innumerable forms of meditation, including the waking state. The truest of truths is that there's just one form of perception where your physical alignment is, including the outer world. The outer world is part of the inner world. But meditation, it comes in the form of guided meditations. Haven't you found it Ironic that when people teach meditation, they invariably talk about, you know, the stilling of the mind, pure quiet. That's one form. But then you go to a Hay House workshop, and I love them, and you sit in the audience. I do that too. And somebody walks you through a guided meditation, which is anything but stillness. So right away, meditation can be a cessation or an attempted cessation of thought. I don't even think that's possible. You know, your mind is your mind. What you want to do is control it. What you might want to do is turn it into a wordless observation point. You might want to frolic, if you will, in feelings, in feeling tones, um, in belief patterns. Identify them objectively. Okay, 
It can be so many different things other than a quieting of the mind. Although there's a place for quieting of the mind, it can be a guided visualization. It's yoga. Did you know that yoga, the physical posturing, you know, is a prelude, a prelude to a sitting lotus style or lying on your back and silently going within. So yoga is a form of meditation, obviously. And when people say, Mike, do you meditate? I cringe because I know to them it means this total serenity, no thinking, no thoughts. And I'm like, ah, what I want to do today is help you blend the inner world and the outer world with meditation, but without confining it to a certain way to meditate. Other forms of meditation, listening to music, taking a shower, walking the dog driving the car, be careful operating machinery. But I'd like to convey and impress upon you that you're in a nonstop meditative world, that you're really good at it, okay? And that you need not follow someone else's ritual to unlock the treasures of your mind. Invariably for me, I have come to peace with meditation with a key, if you will, with a certain understanding that is really the entirety of what I want to convey to you with regard to meditation as an access point to going within. Even though you're already within, I want you to go further for more light, more possibilities. The thing that has turned the tide for me, and I know will turn the tide for you, is bringing with me into any contemplative state I control my mind. I quiet chatter. That's what we want to do. And that's what old school, for example, yoga practices are trying to do. They say, still the mind, no thinking. That's how I've heard it. That's not possible. There's always going to be some kind of reference point, even if you're floating wordlessly. Okay, there's a place for wordless going within, and it's easy. But what we most want to do to gain traction and to achieve an objective by going within through meditation is to gain control of our focus through, this is um, drum roll, please. I got to draw this out, okay? Through, I hope I have your attention now. Intention. Intention intention. There are books, there are volumes on the power of intention. I think that's a title of Dr. Wayne Dyer's book. I know Abraham talks about intention. I know the Seth material talks about intention. What is intention? Intention is desire with an implicit belief that you will satiate or manifest that desire. Intention is desire with an implied belief that this can happen. Okay? And for academic purposes, as I talk to you about meditation and bringing intention to it, I, I want to state that you don't have to overly, you know, this is my intention. Okay, you don't have to, you know, say this, you don't have to make it so explicit. You're already you know, coasting through a, an inner realm in the outer world. And when you focus here and you focus there, and I'm going to go to the grocery store, did you have to say, I have the intention of going to the grocery store? No, 
No, it's not a hard thing. Meditation couldn't be easier. You're already a black belt PhD. But when we bring the awareness of the power of intention into meditation, which is like, no, you can't do that. You're supposed to have no thoughts, no thoughts. It's like trash the old school definitions of meditation. When you bring meditation, just a desire to that moment of I don't want to say quiet because I don't want to imply you have to be quiet. To that moment of, of traction, to that moment of peeking inward, maybe that's good. To the moment of peeking inward, bring intention. And in the beginning and with your homework assignment today, you're going to get really clear and write it down. But beyond that, all you have to do is ponder a question. <clears throat> Questions are beautiful because they imply there's an answer. And when you begin a meditation or a journey within, you imply having a question that you will have clarity. And it might not be what you thought the answer would be. It might be none of the above. It might not come in the form of words, but the intention framed through a question will bring it. An intention to know what path to go down. An intention to patch relationships with somebody else. An intention to give yourself confidence that's been lacking on a certain path or corridor. An intention to do whatever it is you want to do, including manifest wealth and abundance, friends and laughter, clarity, you name it. Take intention and bring it to your journey inwards, to your meditation. I can think of other times, many times, and I know you can too, when I have brought intention to a meditation and I didn't know I was meditating and I didn't even know I had an intention. I share this story quite often. I'll never forget walking around my backyard, probably smoking a cigar. I had two dogs at the time. Now they're in the ethereal. And I was kicking pine cones for them. You know, this is, this is joy. This is bliss for them. It was bliss for me to see their joy. And I was taking a break from writing. I used to write at home. <clears throat> and I wondered a question I have often wondered in my life to no avail. Uh, and I wondered a question that I truly thought the mortal mind shouldn't even go there. I wondered how the physical universe even began. In my backyard, which, uh, which is adjacent to some beautiful woods, you know, tall trees, animal noises, um, swampy muck, um, you know, just nature in its finest glory, wildflowers in my own yard where there were flowers and shrubberies and all that stuff. Just like, God, it's so beautiful. My dog planet was there. Was there all the physical laws in place? Was there one creature? And then we said, okay, let's have two creatures. You know, did God forget gravity and have to turn it on? Gravity requires math. You know, existence in the physical universe requires science, which sciences came first. You know, how did it all show up? You know, what was the beginning of the beginning? What mind could have fathomed the vastness, the perfection, the symbiotic relationships to give us a stage to play out our drama, to go within, to have discoveries, to, to wonder at the marvel of it all? How did it all begin? What was the first minute or hour of time like? Who was there? Truly, I would wonder, and truly, it would be like, oh my gosh, there's some places a human mind, our brain, wired to the illusions, just cannot go. That would be my invariable conclusion after I would be like, oh, 
And yet I would still ask. Asking presupposes there's an answer. There's always an answer. Maybe it can't be put into words. Maybe it would be nearly impossible for a physical brain to conceive. But here I am with desire, augmented with the intention of an answer, which is why I'm asking a question. And as if I was hit by lightning during this meditative, unconventional meditative state. I got it. I totally got the answer. It was crystal clear. It was like, oh my God, baby cakes. And I ran into my home, left my dogs in the backyard. It wasn't fenced in at the time. They were really good dogs. They waited for me. And I wrote out what was one of my favorite all-time notes from the universe. What is one of my favorite all-time notes from the universe? And, and it was probably the easiest note from the universe I ever wrote. And it spoke to how it all began. And it leads viewers down the wrong path. I'll summarize it very quickly. Doesn't it boggle your mind, the physical universe, the magic, the splendor, the vastness, the beauty, the symbiotic relationships? Do you ever wonder how it all came about? And then I take readers down the wrong path. Do you think I studied quarks, atoms, and molecules? That's where my brain was going. No, quarks, atoms, and molecules are a form of energy that belies matter. So you can't go to matter to answer the question, where did it come from? But I deliberately tried to lead you the wrong way. Do you think I painted every flower, butterfly, and zebra? That I drew schematics for the otter, the Gila monster, and the penguin? I kind of did. I kind of did. But just as I was out there with my dogs, kicking a pine cone, smoking on a cigar, in this meditative state, poised with a question that implied an answer, it was like, it came to me. Or do you think I simply imagined the end result? And Big Bang, the entire physical universe, went from non-time, went from thought of an end result to big, big, big time. And all of the math, all of the sciences, all of the symbiotic relationships in an instant, the first instant came to be. And since then, there's been minute evolution, okay? That's evidenced and documented. But evolution is not the source of reality, nor is it the source of the physical universe, nor you and I. Okay, so this is an example of a very unconventional form of meditation, yet true meditation, a true journey inward, even with my eyes open, even with my legs kicking pine cones, even token on a cigar, I was in a deep meditative state. Don't think it has to be, you know, lights on, eyes open, ears peaked, or sitting lotus style, no thoughts, no thoughts. No th I mean, don't do that to yourself. I, I do the same type of meditation as I share with many, when I do my creative writing, I do a little visualization. Visualization counts as meditation. And so I, I visualize that I'm happy with the end result. And then I just camp out. I start writing. It's bad. I write. I copy, cut, paste, delete. Same thing for writing passages in a book. I summon through an end result in mind the creativity, the ahas, the storyline and the twists in every note from the universe and, and, and in every passage of 17 books. Okay, this is a meditative state. You see what I'm talking about? You're good at this. 
Think of the times in your life when you've had a great idea out of nowhere. Maybe you were taking a shower. Maybe you were walking the dog. Maybe you were driving the car. Okay, this counts. It's a gateway to inward exploration. And you can still have all the lights on. Now, there's a place for yoga. Oh my gosh, it's a proven path for many who have achieved enlightenment. Enlightenment is also grossly misunderstood, but yeah, there is enlightenment. Um, and, and it is fair to say that some are more enlightened than others, and some can take it so far as to walk on water. I have no doubt. But just as enlightenment is misunderstood, so is meditation misunderstood. It is a gateway inward, and it doesn't matter if you're sitting lotus style. It doesn't matter if you're guiding yourself. What it is is a cessation of the chatter. Okay. What should I wear today? I wonder if somebody's going to wear the same clothes as me. I wonder if the traffic's bad. I wonder if I'm going to have an argument. I wonder if I should, you know, whatever, whatever. Okay, that, that chatter is a form of meditation, but it's not going to get you anywhere. So it's a practice of stilling the chatter, maybe with words, maybe through a question, and maybe not with words. <clears throat> One of the best compliments I ever got was from Frank dictated by the, the great Tracy Farquhar medium and psychic. And Frank is this collective body from realms beyond planet Earth. Uh, it's a book. You can check it out. Um, deep uh, From Deep Space with Love, something like that, From Deep Space with Love. It's a Mike Dooley book. It's a Tracy Farquhar book. And, and I was lamenting to Frank, you know, meditation and going within and stilling of the mind. And, he, and Frank was like, Mike, whatever you're doing, you're doing it right because there's no way you could bring forth the truths and the angles and the perspectives that you're bringing forth, um, you know, if you weren't going within. And it's like, yes. And, I, and I'm not saying that to pat myself on the back. I'm using it as evidence that you're good at this. So stop uh, beating yourself up. Stop writhing in frustration. Stop thinking that someone else's form of meditation is supposed to be your form. I want you to begin your next long walk or when you lie your head down on your pillow at night or when you're sitting lotus style or when you're doing yoga, I want you to begin with intention. Begin with intention of the clarity you seek or the worlds you wish to discover. Another example of something I've done that you can do. Sometimes in the old days when I would just try to be like, no thoughts, no thoughts, no thinking, no thinking, you know, follow your breath, follow your breath. I would be like, to hell with this, okay? I'm trying way too hard to make this to-do item uh, successful. And so instead, with my eyes closed, I would soar. I would fly over the building or the house that I was in. I would fly over the state of Florida. I would go into outer space and look at the world. I would go beyond to other planets. I, I would soar. I would go to New York City. I'd go to Hong Kong. I'd go to Melbourne, Australia. I would go to Africa. And I would have a really wild ride. Now, the intention I had then was simply to soar and to explore. And I can tell you these were deep. These were fun. These were refreshing. When I opened my eyes, I'm like, oh, this is where I am. And with practice, practicing meditation, visa, you know, a.k.a. going within, with an intention, your world will change. Go with the intention of how can I move towards more financial abundance? And think about it. Don't think you can't put words to it. Think about what doors could I knock on? What am I good at? Where are my strengths? What would I like to be? What would I like to be good at? Woo, it's hot in here. Um, 
just give yourself that gift of intention prior to going in to meditation. Let's hear what else I have for you. Oh, I'm often asked it by audiences after an hour talk, a day long talk, Mike, how do you know what you know? Meditation, not sitting Lotus style. I think these questions when I'm on an errand, I think, now I'm not saying don't sit in quiet. Okay, please. It's a great idea. You know, it helps stop the chatter, but through meditation, I've wondered, you know, how could God put anybody in hell? How could there be a place like hell? How could God not be bigger than the devil? How could we not all be God particles? How could time be absolute? How, and, and very quickly, revelations, revelations, revelations. You don't have no all things to tell yourself. Ask questions. Have the intention for clarity, for friends, for changing circumstances, for what you might do next as you still your mind and totally prepare to be astounded. Okay, now here is your homework assignment. In my life, and I'm sure in your life, there have been moments of euphoria. Okay, actually not a whole lot of them. I can probably count on one hand, true moments of just like, I, I remember being conscious. I remember walking. Uh, I remember once sitting on a plane and, and suddenly I was just, filled with this indescribable euphoria. And it was generally the product of certain challenges being mastered, um, uh, certain outcomes being achieved. Uh, and sometimes it doesn't have to be tied to that. You know, we're all entitled to it 24 seven. And of course, if you read different books uh, from, I'm reading the autobiography of a yogi. Did you see that in my my email to you, it's so cool because of the mysticism and the miracles and the infinite possibilities it reveals as possible when you break the mold of conventional thinking. Now, that book speaks of meditation in a very, you know, shamanic, uh, very yogi style. And, and I'm not adhering to that at all. I've had my moments of euphoria anyway. But an intention I've had lately and I want to give to you as your homework assignment this week is to remember those moments moments of elation and euphoria in your life. And I know somebody out there, or maybe many people will say, I've never really had that. Remember times of joy. You know, maybe it was at a party. Maybe it was an epiphany. Maybe it was meeting somebody and you had all those butterflies. Okay, it doesn't matter why. It can be specific or it can be general, but you felt elation. Your homework assignment is to have the intention to bring about cause for elation in your waking hours at any moment, okay? And what I want you to do is to meditate, go inward for just a couple of minutes. It doesn't have to be, you know, longer than 10 or five or three is enough. Could be 30 minutes if you're adept at this, but go within, the mind will be stilled, follow your breath if that's what it helps, listen to music if that's what it helps, count, count numbers if that's what helps, but still the chatter to the best of your ability, you don't have to be perfect. There's such wiggle room in all ventures in life, you're gonna hit a home run. And I want you for two or three minutes, maybe a little longer, just to emulate that euphoria. I want you to emulate and make it up. Don't even give yourself a reason, just feel like, just that elation, just revisit it. Go back to old times and feel it for those reasons that it gave you, that gave you the elation once before. It doesn't matter. What matters is that you feel elation. You have the focus and the intention to emulate elation and euphoria. 
to the best of your ability, fake it until you make it. If you have to fake it and pretend because you've been unhappy your whole life, people will tell me that, then fake it. Just total fake. Even as you feel miserable, fake it. Two or three minutes, maybe use a timer every single day, and we'll find out how it goes next week. Point, post, comments below, post, breakthroughs below. I want you to just do that and then go about your life. You know, it always goes without saying. After meditation, after visualization, go live your life. Okay, it's not about do it and wait and see what the results are. It's like go to the store, go to the job you hate, go deal with what's on your plate. But once a day for two or three minutes, have the intention to emulate that euphoria and then the expectation as the days unfold, the space, if you will, for it to show up. Let's see how that goes, a little experiment. There you have it, fellow podcast listener. Now, let's stay in the zone. If you haven't already, please visit my website, tut.com, where you can sign up, along with one million other subscribers, for my free daily notes from the universe. You can also find out about my Infinite Possibility membership for a price you choose. Every single Tuesday, I do a live broadcast, a 30-minute mini manifesting workshop. Members have access to the last 52 mini manifesting workshops. So check it out. And if you have a moment and these podcasts move you, I would be deeply grateful for a review at the Apple podcast platform. Go to tut.com, look for spiritual tune-ups, look for the link for podcasts. If you send us a screen grab of your published review at Apple, We've got a very special bonus waiting for you. Check out the links, read all about it. Thanks for being here, and I'll see you on the next podcast installment.